What's up, guys, and welcome what? back to The Huddle with Ben and Sam. This week, we're going to be talking about what went down in Week 10 and some fantasy tips going forward. All right, so getting started right away. Week 10 recap. Um, let's start it off with our breakout and bust from last week. We did not have a great week, but uh, Ben, get it started. All right, so first off, I said Philip Lindsay, which was a very biased pick because I had to start him last week. Um, so I, he had to get 12 points to break out, but he only got 0.2. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> so very bad pick by me. I'm sorry if you took my advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even I was thinking my reasoning for not liking him was I thought Melvin Gordon was just going to get the bulk of the carries. Melvin Gordon only had like less than five points. Yeah, so, they just didn't. The they, whole they didn't get it done. They did not. Running game just did not work. Um, moving on to another, maybe even more disappointing pick is uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham had been. I've liked him, again, biased because I'm on one of my teams. But he's been in a year of – a bad year for tight ends. He's been one of the more consistent guys. Not one of those top guys, but he's been pretty consistent. And he had zero, zero fantasy points. Not 0.2 like Philip Lindsay. He had zero. He had two targets, no catches, nothing. I mean, if you watch that game, that was just – not only frustrating from a fantasy perspective, it was just hard to watch as a football fan. Like, when the Bears were on offense, I mean, that it was, just, it was depressing. It was hard to watch, man. Yeah, I, I personally only watched half that game, and I just stopped watching it after. Just wasn't a fun game to watch. Yeah, I mean, after, like, Nick Foles got injured and they had to bring in, uh, who was it, like, uh, Tyler Bray to, to back up for him. I mean, he threw, like, two of the worst balls I've ever seen in the span of five passing attempts. That was just bad pick and a horrible game just in general. Yeah. Um. So, for my bust, I had Tyler Lockett, who needed eight points to bust, which was technically wrong. Uh, he had 10 points or 11. Um. But I'm going to say I was right here. Like, well, it, it's going to be wrong in our in terms of our scoring. But, like, in my mind, I'm right here. He is one of the best receivers in the league, no doubt. And okay. in a favored matchup for him, or not very favored, but he only scored 11 points, which is kind of disappointing for him for a guy who scored 53 points earlier this year. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think he's a top wide receiver in the league by any means. Um, I think people, I think, are getting a little hung up on their recency bias when they see he dropped 53 points and expect big games from him every week. And he is like, he is probably the number one option just ahead of DK Metcalf. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't a bad pick though. Rams, he didn't have a great matchup last week. But yeah, and I definitely think like in a 10 player league, if you benched him for a different player you probably won in that case very possible very possible um all right moving on to my bust more bad luck this wasn't even a bad pick it was actually quite a good pick uh but chris carson who didn't play i mean (laughs) when things get like go the car this is whatever not too much to say here he didn't play you know the um 
his replacements, the uh, Seattle backs filling in for him, taking his carries, did not play well. So I still think it was a good pick, but, you know, bad luck once again. Um, so that brings our totals to the season for Ben. It's four for nine. I'm two for eight. Uh, again, if you're confused about those numbers, we're not counting when people don't play because um, we've had a couple of those each. And, God, these are some bad numbers, Ben. we got to pick this. I up. mean, mine aren't as bad as yours. And in my, in my mind, I'm five for nine. So You're not, but okay. You're in my mind, I am. Okay, but you're not. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, everyone's favorite part of the week, uh, waiver wire pickups. We don't have that many for you this week. Um, we've got a couple decent guys. You know, there's not – too many like great matchups on waiver wires or like injuries that are leaving a big that are opening up a lot of production for a player, but we got a couple solid options for you guys. Um, so starting it off, Logan Thomas, the tight end for the Washington football team, only owned in 26% of leagues, and he's been putting up decent production, especially from the tight end uh position in a notoriously horrible year for tight ends. You know, we've talked about that a lot. Um, you know, and he's had consistent, decent, you know, not better, not worse than decent, uh, targets and receptions through his last like five, six games. I mean, even the entire season. And when I say that, I mean, it's like, whatever, three, four receptions, five, six targets, something like that. Right. Which isn't great. But again, if you need a tight end pickup off waiver, that's probably the best you're going to get. Um, and he's actually been a pretty good red zone target. And so he's gotten some good games just because of uh, one or two catches in the end zone. Uh, and that's led to him three of his last four games scoring over 10 points. So I would say probably this week, probably your best option to pick up at tight end. Yeah, you're exactly right there. This year has been so bad for tight ends and on every team, basically. Uh, so if you have that gap, which you probably do, he's definitely someone who will be on the waivers and will benefit your team in the long run. Um, so next up, we have Wayne Gallman, the running back for the Giants. He's owned in 28.3% of leagues, which is going up pretty fast. Um, so pick him up like right now, like as you're listening to this, because he's been very good in like in consistency wise. Like he's scored over 13 points in every game he's played. He's proven to be a solid replacement for Freeman. And we said it last week, like he's just been an all around good player for the team. And since Freeman's been out, he's been picking up all the slack and playing even better than Freeman was playing. So I think if you have a gap at running back in your league or like flex spot, he's definitely a person who can fill that role. Like right when you pick him up. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I remember like, I guess it was two years ago. When uh, Saquon got hurt, Wayne Galvin stepped in and had a phenomenal couple of weeks that he was playing. So I remember, like, uh, this year when Saquon got injured, like, I went right to waivers to pick him up. And you know, I saw, like, Dion Lewis was projected to be getting the bulk of the carries. or De- They were projected to – they ended up trading for – or signing Devonta Freeman. But Wayne Gallman is, like – even if, even if he hasn't been getting the majority of the carries when those guys are healthy, he's a great option. Like, yeah, he's been playing I think he's great. One of the, I think he's one of the most underrated running backs in the league, Def- in my opinion. Yeah, definitely agree. He just hasn't really gotten his, his chance. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so our last uh, waiver pickup this week, like I said, pretty pretty short in terms of waiver pickups this week, is uh, Alan Lazard. Only owned in 34% of leagues, despite putting up over 17 points per game. Now, you might be a little confused as to why someone putting up wide receiver one type numbers is only owned in a third of the leagues. And that's obviously because of injuries. That Those 17.4 points per game are coming from three games at the beginning of the season. It hasn't played since week three. Um, however, he should return this week. Um, hopefully, you know, he was supposed to, we were thinking he might return a couple weeks ago and didn't end up doing it. I think even if he does return this week, though, it's going to be in limited capacity if he does play. Um, so I would say for this week, probably not an immediate start unless you're really desperate, but even still, I think there's probably better options for you. Um, but he's had great consistent production just in, in terms of every stat category, whether it's whatever receptions, yards per reception, targets, catch rate, but he's just been like a, a good guy for Aaron Rodgers when he's been playing. So not maybe not necessarily this week, but when he gets back and he's healthy and gets back into a rhythm, he's going to be putting up great numbers. Yeah, I definitely agree. Sam was actually wrong there. We have one more waiver wire pickup oh, for this week, I and that's Jameson or James Winston. <laughs> um, uh, he's the QB for the New Orleans Saints. Um, he is owned in 0.6% of leagues, and he's going to be starting this week with Drew Brees out. Um, so last year he was a QB, six, the sixth overall QB in the whole league. He's a great QB. We know that. He just got his spot filled up by Tom Brady. Um, so the Saints got him. And I think that he might not be playing for very long, but I think this week he's going to step in. He's going to play a big role for the Saints, and I think he's going to have a solid game. The only thing I'd say is that he doesn't know the team very well because it's his first year with them, but that would be his only thing holding him back. Yeah, um, I think, you know, he, he did – he really put in the work this offseason. So I think he'll be just physically, in terms of talent-wise, he'll be at a good standpoint. But I think it's really interesting because you've got two guys who are like polar opposites. Drew Brees, especially in his, the most, the more recent years as he's gotten older, has sort of been notorious for like not throwing the ball downfield, like more than 15, 20 yards. And Jameis Winston, on the other hand, is notorious for throwing the ball downfield. He throws – 50-yard passes, and half of them are touchdowns, half of them are pick sixes, you know? Um, so I just think it'll be interesting seeing how what that means for the team and the receivers in general. I think also the defense is going to have to totally switch up their game plan. That's true. Like, against the Saints team, they're usually um, focused on those, like, slants up the middle. But I think the whole game plan for the Saints offense is going to be changed this week. I agree. Um, so next up, we are doing our breakout and busts for week 11. So to start it off with my breakout, I picked Michael Pittman Jr., who needs um, 16 or over to break out. He is playing the Packers, which in most cases would be bad for him, except that Jair Alexander is out. Um, meaning that he is not going to have the best cornerback in the league guarding him. He had almost 20 points last week, and he's definitely become a huge part of this Colts offense. So I definitely see him going off this week. 
Yeah, um, I actually I really like this pick. I think the thing that's going to come down to is whether Jair Alexander plays. Because as of right now, he's listed as questionable, and it's looking like he might be able to make a return for this week's game. If he does, obviously you're not going to see like any production from him. But if he's not, I I think it's a good pick. Like he's got some got some potential there. Um, all right. So for my breakout, I am picking. Emmanuel Sanders, who we're saying needs 14 or uh, more fantasy points uh, to break out. Um, so there are two reasons I like this pick. The first and most obvious is that he's playing the Atlanta Falcons secondary, second worst in the league in terms of uh, yards per game allowed. Um, the second reason, and I touched on this a little bit earlier with Ben's uh, waiver wire pick of Jameis Winston, he's got Jameis Winston at QB. And like we said, Polar opposite from Drew Brees. He's going to air the ball out 40, 50 yards downfield. And it's going to be interesting because if he's doing that, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be the guy who's getting those targets. Whereas in the normal Saints playbook with lots of like check downs to Kamara and, you know, over the top routes to Michael Thomas, I think we're going to see fewer of those, which potentially means there could be a big game for Sanders this week. So uh, I think it could be some value even like starting him at a flex or yeah, if you have a need starting the flex. Yeah. Um, so for my bust, I am picking James Robinson who needs less than 10 points to bust. So he has been really good this season. Um, and it's been really exciting to see him play as one of the best running backs in the league. But last year, um, week he was playing the Packers, who have a very, very bad run defense. Um, Yet, he only scored 13 points, which is kind of disappointing from him. And then this week, he's playing one of the hardest running defenses in the league, the Steelers. So I don't think he's going to remotely score the same amount as he would against one of the worst in the league. I think it's going to also be a blowout game. So the Packers are just going to have all the momentum and getting stops on defense. Um, yeah, it's hard for me. I love James Robinson, so I don't want to root against him. But he does have a very tough matchup this week. But I guess, I guess we'll see how it pans out. Um, so to round out the uh, breakouts and bust for week 11, uh, my bust, another similar to Ben's, like a top 10 running back in Todd Gurley, we're also saying would need under uh, 10 fantasy points to be considered a bust. He is playing second-best run defense in New Orleans. Um, and I think the thing that's important to consider here is that New Orleans has a top-two run defense in the league and has an average secondary, like right middle of the pack in terms of yards per game. So I think – and you add to that the fact that Calvin Ridley is coming back from – injury uh matt ryan there's gonna be a lot more options in the passing game and on top of that in the run game you know recently we've been seeing like brian hill and Edo smith been taking some of Gurley's carries so it's possible that he despite his you know top 10 fantasy running back uh spot he could not have a great game probably won't have a great game this week yeah all right so next up, we're going to do our stardom sit We did them two weeks ago with Coles on. Um, so we're going to do it again this week. Uh, starting it off, Duke Johnson. Sam, what do you think? Duke Johnson. 
I, I think you got to start him. You know, he had a bad game last week. Like, no way around. He had a bad game. Um, but he was playing a pretty good run defense. Um, and I think he'll bounce back, especially because, you know, uh, the Houston's passing game was struggling a little last week. Um, so I, th- I think start him. I think he's going to bounce back. Uh, yeah, I'm going to totally agree here. I think he's going to – he's definitely a start this week again. I think – he struggled a little bit last week, but he hasn't really played a lot. Uh, so I think this week he's definitely going to bounce back. Uh, next up, Ronald Jones. Sam, what do you think? This one's close for me, but I'm going to go sit. Um, and again, I say that if you really have a need at flex or whatever, obviously, you know, it's situational. But I think in general, you're going to want to sit him. Because people see his 98-yard touchdown run last week and his, like, 25-point performance or whatever – and forget that the week before he had three carries for nine yards. So just because of how volatile the backfield is with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, I I can't trust him no matter how good his production was last week. I just can't reliably trust him to have another big game. You know, I'm going to say start him. I, I really like Ronald Jones, and I think that he's proven himself to be a great player for the Bucks, and that I think they're going to give – him those carries that he deserves so I I think that he yes he's not going to perform the same way he did last week because of Fournette but I still think he's going to play well so I'd say start all right next up Salvin Ahmed Ben what are we thinking I am saying start him because he is filling in for the huge gap in the Dolphins uh, backfield. So I think he's going to have another pretty good game like he did last week. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to say sit him. And here is why. He kind of reminds me the situation the Dolphins have going on now reminds me of what was happening with the 49ers a couple weeks ago, you know, with Jamichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon and all those guys. Like, I think he's reminding me of Jamichael Hasty right now. Comes in out of nowhere, has a really good game. You know, no one thinks he's going to be getting the carries, but he does get the carries for some reason, and he plays really well. And then everyone's saying he's going to get the carries the next week, and then he doesn't. And I think with Matt Breida there for competition, uh, I I don't see him having production. I think for him, though, he's either going to have a great game or a terrible game, and I'm leaning towards the side of a terrible game. So, Well, Well, Matt Breida is questionable. So I think if he doesn't play, he's definitely oh start. no, question, but but yeah, you you're yeah, just gonna have to check yeah. up on Matt Barrett. Monitor up on that, but as of right now, he's a sit for me. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, CD Lamb, thoughts. I'm gonna say sit. I don't like the Cowboys at all, being a Giants fan, and also because they've had so many troubles this year with. QBs and wide receivers and so much switching up with uh, who's like their main target and CD Lamb was really doing well at the start of the season uh, but we've seen in the past few weeks he's just totally dropped off um, he had a little bit better week last week but I still don't think he's the same CD Lamb as we saw at the start of the season yeah um, I'm sort of split on this one sort of like I was with Ronald Jones but I'm going to say start for him um, you know he's had like Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert his last two games. And I think now that he's – even though he doesn't have Dak back, he's Andy Dalton back, which is 
better than who he's had the last, past couple of weeks. Um, and he's playing a pretty bad, like a bottom 10 Minnesota passing defense. So I think it's, again, situational. You know, if you have a better player, definitely start him. He's not like a must start. Um, but I think in the majority of leagues, he's going to be a decent start at flex. Well, you have to also remember, Sam, that he wasn't playing well with um, Dalton starting as well. He was really the guy for Dak, and that's it. With Dalton starting, yes, he was a little bit better, but still not the same that he was with Dak. So I still think he's a Sid. That's my opinion. All right. Uh, Next up is... The guy we've been talking about a lot just the past couple of weeks, uh, Antonio Brown. For me, he's a start. He played pretty well last week, and I know he has a hard matchup coming into this week, but I think Tom Brady really likes him as a receiver, and we know this because he's the only reason he's on that team. But I just think that Tom Brady likes giving him the targets he know he he knows he can play well, and I think that it might bring down the worth of the other really good wide receivers on the on Tampa Bay, but I think Tom Brady knows that Antonio Brown is combat compatible with him um and can produce a lot. Um yeah, this is another tough one for me. Um but I think I'm gonna go sit for this week. Um until Antonio Brown shows that he is either better or at the very least on the same level as Godwin and Mike Evans, which he hasn't done yet. I I don't see him as anything more than like a borderline week-to-week flex option. Um, With that being said, he's playing a very good secondary in the uh, Los Angeles Rams this week. I think if he was playing a worse secondary, I'd probably be saying start him like as a borderline flex flex play, but I I don't think you can start him this week. Yeah. Um, so next up, we have Justin Herbert. Sam, what do you um, think? I mean, this is no question, Stark. There's just absolutely no way around it. Um, he's, like, cemented him in the past couple of weeks as a top 10, even maybe top 5 in the past couple of weeks, uh, fantasy quarterback. And he's playing the New York Jets. I mean, what? yeah, I, I, I think it's 100%. Yeah, I, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that wouldn't, without question, say to start him. There's just no way around it. Yeah. Uh, if he's on your team, I would I would say start him. Even if you have a, I don't know, like a little bit better QB on your team as like your regular starter, I'd say definitely yeah, start him. I think like, honestly, you know, I'm not going to go like, go look at like each individual matchup. For me, like, Tyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes are maybe the only two guys I would start over him. I mean, I would have to go look at the other. Yeah. But, like, his matchup is really good. and He's been playing really well. Nothing more to say. No, yeah, I, I would agree with you. Um, okay, so last one for Stardom Sidham. Uh, Sammy Watkins. What do we think? This is honestly hard for me. Um... I'm not sure about this. Sit up. I think sit up. Um, I I agree with you. I'm gonna say sit him as well. He is like, obviously, he's not gonna be getting those like bulk of the targets because like you're not like those guys, those secondary receivers 
are never going to get the majority of the targets when you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. The only reason Sammy Watkins and hit guys like him, so like McCall Hardman or Demarcus Robinson, whatever it is, the only reason those guys are going to be viable is because of big play potential. Um, so, you know, maybe they get like – maybe they have three receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. They put up good numbers, right? Um, but I think just because of the very fact that you have like – one or two other receivers that also have that big play potential and are competing for those like three or four good deep balls that they're going to get each game. I not reliable enough to start him. And I think there's definitely just better options at that position or at, for a flex play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to be it for this week. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you learned something. And uh, good luck in your games this week. Make sure to go check out our TikTok. We're going to be starting that soon. Um, So, yeah, good luck.